This episode of the Vermont Awana Podcast is brought to you by the Vermont Cannabis Pitch Competition, presented by Hedy Vermont. This is happening on Tuesday, November 14th. We are so excited to be bringing this event to you. With Hedy Vermont, we're working with Merit and Merit, law firm out of Burlington, Kind Consulting, one of the best marketing branding companies out there, focused on the cannabis space. This is going to be a Shark Tank-style event, specifically for cannabis entrepreneurs. All you aspiring entrepreneurs out there, we are giving away $1,000. You can use it for startup. You can use it to get your company registered, to hire a lawyer, to do some branding. Whatever you need to get you started, we want to support innovation and entrepreneurship directly. We're not talking about it. We're putting our money where our mouth is, and you can be in line to get this money. So Tuesday, November 14th, it is the first of what we hope will be a quarterly series. Come check it out at Main Street Landing. The reception starts at 6 o'clock. We'll have Green Empire beer there. We'll have some munchies, and then you can come check out the finalists who will be pitching. See what is happening next in the future of cannabis. Get some inspiration and come talk to all your favorite heady friends. Tuesday, November 14th, the Vermont Cannabis Pitch Competition presented by HeadyVermont.com. Can't wait to see you guys there. And now, bring on the podcast. Put your grinders down and turn your radio up. This is the Vermont Do Wanna Podcast. Lighting up the airwaves. And now, here's your host, rolling it up nice and tight, Eli Herring. All right, all right. Hedy Vermont, Vermont Awana podcast. We are back. We took a little week off. Uh, which we said we weren't going to do, but guess what? Last week we had a one-of-a-kind pioneering event, the first ever CBD Hemp Farmers Market. As far as I can tell, there's only been one of these elsewhere in the country, and we uh, we did the second one in the first year on the East Coast. So, you know, Hedy Vermont, we're making shit happen, and I want to give a big thank you to my partner, Monica, our publisher, our co-founder. She's the one that makes it all look so good and puts up with me. Um, a lot of really exciting things happening with CBD and hemp. So I wanted to give a little recap of that event in case you were not one of the 700 plus people that attended. That's right. We got over 700 people who walked through that door. We had 24 Vermont based businesses, people who are growing CBD, people who are making products, people who are selling products, our sponsors, Series Natural Remedies for that event. They've got a whole range of products. I'm looking at a Mary's Nutritionals uh, Elite Compound CBD rub on my table right now, actually. So things are going crazy with hemp and CBD, especially here in Vermont where there's a lot of interest in cannabis and a lot of desire to be involved, but regulation for full spectrum cannabis, for THC cannabis is way behind. And in the meantime, CBD is blowing up. It's a national market with a Vermont brand on it and people realize it. So we're going to look back in history and things are just going crazy right now. It's I wouldn't say it's the Wild West because that's got some different connotations, but there is just so much happening right now, only, and it's it's like an iceberg. You can only see maybe 20% of it. I get to see maybe another 50%. Um, 
from people that I talk to and, and you know, being in kind of this position. And I got to say, there is just so much exciting stuff happening. So uh, I wanted to talk about the farmer's market because that was such a cool event in particular because we got producers, small businesses, farmers directly connecting with consumers. No middlemen, no BS. The tables were wicked cheap for the companies as we like to do. We make things accessible for small businesses and startups. Um, and we had a ton of people come through. Green Empire was there with their chill session beer, which includes Vermont hemp in it. It's awesome. Uh, and just the variety of products that were there. The feedback from from the vendors uh, was awesome. The sponsors were great. So, you know, just again, it's something that we're going to do probably again and again, these, uh, these CBD hemp farmers markets. Stay tuned in case you missed this one. We will be doing more. And we're not just going to do it in Burlington, all right? We're going to move it around the state and maybe, shh, sneak peek, maybe even get out of state. That would be some crazy stuff indeed. So, man, it's all wide open right now. This is kind of the theme with everything that's happening in cannabis. But in addition to the hemp CBD farmers market, I also wanted to give a plug to the Hemp Vermont Growers Cooperative. Uh, my buddy James Mack has been doing a ton of work. We've been talking about this for months um, since we really started cooking together in June. And it's something I say we because I'm, I'm directly involved. I really support it. I encourage you to check it out too because we are really trying to put together a producers cooperative and organize all the landowners in Vermont that want to be involved in this and try to get some economies of scale, um, try to make sure that we have some political influence and make sure that the little guys have a seat at the table. Everybody wants to talk about the Vermont way and we want craft cannabis and this and that. Well, guess what? When it comes down to it, there are very real market forces. And one of the ways that we've seen in Vermont, um, small ag producers stay competitive is through co-ops. So James has been doing a ton of work. We've had three meetings. I attended the second of three, which was in Hardwick. Um, I wish I could have gone to the White River Junction one. Shout out to Kendall and Stephanie at White River Grow Pro. Some free advertising for hosting. I uh, heard it was a great event and I, I missed a lot of awesome people down there. But that cooperative, if you have checked it out, um, we are going to be sending some information out pretty soon. We've got to have a few more meetings with some of the more involved people and then figure out what the hell we're going to do. Uh, we've spent a lot of time talking to farmers, talking to people who are interested, and now it's time to make moves. So I'll say if you're someone listening to this and you're in the cannabis industry or want to be and you have an interest in bulk CBD, you need to hit me up like yesterday. Eli, E-L-I at HeddyVermont.com. You can hit me up through the Vermont Awana social media channels, but we're talking about wholesale. We're talking about scale. We're talking about getting Vermont organic CBD processed however we want into more and more products. And ultimately, that means more economic opportunity for people in rural areas. It means more working landscapes. Um, and it means exciting things for places like Vermont and a lot of others around the around the country that are woke to hemp cultivation at the state level. So uh, big shout out to the hemp scene in Vermont. It's going crazy. Stay tuned to Heady Vermont. We are planning a bunch of events, uh, including Hemp Fest, which we're going to do next year. I'm actually in Burke right now, and I can't wait to get up to that mountain again next summer. So save the date already. The weekend of September 9th in 2018, we're going to do Hemp Fest again. But stay tuned. I don't know if we'll call it a special segment, but we're going to stay up on the hemp news and make sure that you do too. You can always do that by checking out Heady Vermont. Com. And now, let's talk about some New England news. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? Uh, 
be a tit out. That's all my eyes can see. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly. I've been laying, waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. Now I'ma start collecting props, connecting plots, networking like a conference. Cause the nonsense is yet to stop. Jake, shake me down. Haters wanna take me down. Break me down. Clap. All they heard was a sound. Yo, I scoped it out. I took your weak dream and choked it out. All right, big things happening in the Northeast these last two weeks. Let's start down in New Jersey, the Dirty Jers, a.k.a. where all the Trustafarians come from. Uh, You have a new governor. Congratulations. Talk about a fucking upgrade. Uh, Chris Christie is gone. Bridgegate is gone. One of the greatest FUPAs of all time is gone. I'm a big Barstool guy, and I think they've just done an amazing job over the years documenting. I hope that when we look back in history at Chris Christie's term, we are just reading Barstool Sports posts about him and memes and pictures of his obscene FUPA and his ridiculous takes. Uh, what a fucking asshole. I really nothing much else to say. Fuck that guy. Virginia also got a new governor. Um, and again, this is somebody else who supports marijuana. I brought up New Jersey first because the new governor said, I think within 100 days. Now, as we know, governors can veto bills, but they cannot pass them. That's actually the legislature uh, in most states, actually in all states. Some states have referendums as well. But I mention that because New Jersey is one of those huge markets where if things change there, the scale of the money that comes in is going to blow people's minds and it's going to be crazy, crazy, crazy. So uh, excited to see what happens in New Jersey, I I guess, uh, from afar. Happy to welcome your tourists up here to Vermont. Uh, I don't actually want to see what happens down there because then I'd have to live in New Jersey, right? But uh, again, they have a new governor, so that is a major upgrade. What else is going on in New York? New York? PTSD was just added as a qualifying condition. Andrew Cuomo is uh, is doing some good things for cannabis. Their medical program is still pretty fucked. Uh, not enough dispensaries, no flour, crazy weight lines, the patient numbers are skyrocketing. And they're pretty far away from wreck in New York, but PTSD, announcing that on Veterans Day, which we'll talk about in a few minutes here, uh, was a nice move. So. Big ups to New York, man. I mean, things take stages and it's incremental progress in all these places. Now, you don't have Chris Christie in New Jersey. That might be terrible for us federally because it means this fat asshole's got a lot... Sorry, I shouldn't judge him based on his size. This asshole, this gaping asshole, which could be any size, uh, Chris Christie is now free to maybe take a job with the federal government and and go do whatever he's going to do with Jeff Sessions and restart the war on drugs. But... Uh, incremental progress. There's now a proponent in office in New Jersey and the executive. New York's got PTSD as a qualifying condition. And I want to mention Maine as well. Jesus Christ, speaking of fucking assholes that need to go. Uh, Governor Paul LePage, Republican governor of Maine. He's not an asshole because he's a Republican. He's an asshole because he is, uh, is an asshole and a racist, a proven racist. So we don't like this guy. We are explicit on this podcast. We try to keep the personal tax to a minimum, especially against politicians. But uh, Paul LePage earns it, man. Fuck that guy. I got nothing else to say. Uh, most recently made news for vetoing the bill that would have enacted the referendum that Maine voters passed, not by much, but by a majority, uh, that would set up their tax and regulate system. The legislature tried to override it, didn't have enough votes, so as of now, Maine is not going to have tax and regulate, I guess, for another year. Um, I need to do a little bit more research and see what the hell's going on up there, but 
from our recent reporting trip to Maine, I really don't think they're going to be too upset about another year of the gray market. When you don't have tax and regulate, governments are the ones that lose out. It's, it's the state coffers, it's the local governments, um, it's the education funds, it's the general funds, it's the road construction. All of these things that could be seeing tax revenues, that's who's losing. And average citizens. The people in the industry are not losing, the people who are consuming are not losing, and unless your program is terrible, medical patients are not losing and are not affected by tax and regulate. Give people the right to grow and possess their own at home, relieve the, uh, the pressure and potential criminal uh, jail time that you could face. And if you're in government, and especially if you're somebody who's a conservative, I mean, fiscal conservatives, if you're somebody who's talking about the economy and economic development and jobs, dude, tax and regulate this like fucking yesterday. There are millions of dollars on the table, which is why it is very infuriating to be an advocate uh, with a Republican governor who talks about economic development and refuses to acknowledge possibly the greatest opportunity that uh, that our generation will probably see. Um, I was a little late for the dot-com boom, so I think this is probably it. But anyways, want to talk about what's going on in the Northeast. Those are the big stories. A lot of people from New England are going to be out in Nevada, Las Vegas. The MJ Business Daily is having their huge conference. I, I would love to be there. I, I should be there. Um, I need to be there. I'm not going to be there. But there are going to be a lot of New England folks there, so I encourage you to go talk to, uh, go talk to Mark at NECAN. Tell him how pumped you are for the Boston show and even more excited for the Vermont show in May. He's doing things out there in Nevada. Um, I know Will from Canna Planters is going to be out there. I'll give him a shout-out, Will. Love what you do, brother. Um, and probably a lot more. Uh, Phytoscience Institute from Vermont. They're going to be there. Eric, I believe, is giving a presentation. So there will be some heady Vermonters out there and uh, and a lot of people from New England. So if you are going out to Las Vegas, definitely make sure to check it out. Uh, if you are going out to Las Vegas and you are looking for somebody to do a podcast for you while you're out there, hit me up. Like I said, at Vermontawana, at Hedy Vermont, Eli at HeddyVermont.com. Believe it or not, I could probably get someone to cover my other shifts and, uh, and make it out there. But like I said, big things happening in the Northeast, especially related to our first segment with Vermont and CBD. Nobody's talking about this, but they will be soon. But that's why you're here, getting all your news first, getting it fresh, getting it homegrown, getting it properly cured, properly trimmed, and delivered just to you the way that you like it before everybody else. We got the headies, we got the scoops, and we got a lot more coming. I really, until I get some edits done, I can't talk about next week's podcast, but it's going to be sweet, man, and it is a very exciting. It's it's not politics, and we're not talking about events, and we're not talking about bullshit. Um, it's really one of the most interesting innovations and, uh, and fun conversations we've had, so make sure you stay tuned to that. But in the meantime, I would like to talk about veterans in honor of Veterans Day. This episode of the Vermontawana podcast is dedicated to all of the veterans out there, all armed service branches. Thank you for your service and what you do. My grandfather, Joseph Haswell Harrington III, was a very proud veteran, and I am very happy that through Hedy Vermont um, and through our work with Cannabis Reform Advocacy, I've gotten to know a lot more veterans personally. Uh, grew up with some in Winooski. Shout out to Brawler. <laughs> Shout out to Andy. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, but in the last few years, cannabis advocacy has led me to meet some awesome people. I want to give a big thank you to, uh, to Vinny the Mule. <laughs> Vinny Mulek, one of the first caregivers in this state. 
one of the best people that I've had the chance to meet. Total character, but he's a veteran, he's a patient, he's an advocate, and he's somebody that whenever there's an event or whenever we need to make some noise in the State House, he is there no matter what, showing up to support. So, Vinny, thank you very much, man. I hope you're feeling better after the, uh, after the crash and hope you get a chance to heal up. I also want to give some specific shout-outs to uh, Doc, Doc Vines, one of my first friends that I made up here in the kingdom and uh, who I'm pumped to have stayed in touch with. And then to New England Veterans Alliance, NEVA. I met Derek a few years ago. Uh, he's one of the co-founders along with Sean. I met Derek a few years ago, I believe, at NECAN Boston. And, uh, and we hit it off, man. I liked what he was doing. There are a lot of people talking you know, about supporting veterans. Uh, Derek's been out there doing it and really just making shit happen. Like Websites, marketing, awareness is great. But when you actually go and put things in the hands of veterans, you get people together, you organize events, you build grassroots networks, you help these people connect together uh, and do the thing. I mean, I see what they're doing down there, starting state chapters, hosting events, uh, and empowering veterans and, and doing it in a way that's real, that has economic opportunity, that's using uh plants, uh, and that's using gardening therapy. I think gardening therapy, there's an, there are more words for it, but, um, you know, healing, healing through horticulture. I think it's great. So check out the New England Veterans Alliance, NEVA. I got to give a shout out to Corey as well, who is from NEVA. Uh, he's a Vermonter, lives down in the southern part of the state. And again, just awesome advocates, man. So I, I want to personally thank all the, the veterans who are in my life in the world of cannabis for, uh, for answering the call, for being out there, using their status as veterans to help elevate the conversations and understanding, getting out there and educating, helping to break stigmas, and, uh, and generally kicking ass and supporting each other. So, so much love. Thank you to all the veterans out there. Uh, rest in peace, Grandpa Joe, out here hunting in your memory this weekend up here in, uh, up here in Vermont. But... We wanted to dedicate some time on the podcast to uh, to really give a thank you out there to the veterans. So no extra advertising, just a thank you. If you know a vet, give them a call, shoot them a holler, go follow Neva on Instagram. It's the fucking least you can do. Um, and stay engaged, watch what they do in the cannabis world. And next time there's an event that they have, go out and support them as well and show them the love. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. All right. Yo, you guys are hearing that's E40 in the background. I want to give a big shout out to my buddy Uncle Drew, the most illustrious co-host. We don't have him on full time yet. We're still tinkering and toying with the segments. If you got ideas, you got recommendations, you got questions for us, hit us up. Uh, let me know. I wanted to give you guys more of an introduction though to Uncle Drew because uh, he is one of one of my best friends, super creative guy and hilarious dude. Uh, we have a great time just kind of chopping it up, shooting the shit. We recorded this about a week and a half ago, so we talk about some current events that are slightly less current now, but are uh, are still pretty relevant. And we just like we we had some great banter back and forth, and really we talked about vape dad. Um, I always joke around with him that he's hashtag vape dad. Uh, <laughs> vape dad. Uh, that is also already a trademark thing, so like don't go try to follow him. Um, that's a different vape dad, but. When I say vape dad, I'm talking like V-A-P-E, vaporizer, dad, as in like daddy. Um, <laughs> vape dad is a term that we just like to toss around, and it's kind of grown 
to encapsulate what the lifestyle is like that might that might ring true to you if you're somebody who's in your 20s or your 30s most of our demo it's like 18 to 45 um, mostly male dominated but not explicitly what's up ladies got something for you as well but we talk a little bit about kind of cannabis and parenting and how it does affect your family life and how something as simple as a vaporizer and being able to go take a low dose pull and calm down escape some anxiety actually might help improve your parenting improve your relationship with your loved one or your spouse uh, whoever that might be so uncle drew and i had a fun conversation we chopped up he's not actually my uncle i just call him uncle drew um so he's he's uncle drew from here on out forever like i if you didn't hear him in the leaf peeing episode go back and listen to that because you get a great insight into his personality but I wanted to finish off with our feature interview tonight, just me and our old pal Uncle Drew chopping it up, but talking more specifically about vape dad life and what that means. So enjoy, little Uncle Drew, a little more E40. Yep. These niggas be hating, I already know, but I never go broke. No, no, no. I'ma stay getting money, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I ain't gotta sell my soul. No, no, no. I'ma stay getting money, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you broke, you ain't like me, but his body very much alive, just flailing around. So I had to slowly beat it to death at a low impact over the course. Hold of on, move, move three move, minutes. Move a little, move a little closer here. We we really need to expand our, our content into more. Uh, I think rat bashing is yeah. what this would fall under. Yeah. Basically, what happened was I, I I got woken up in the middle of the night by my dog, had to commit a quick murder, and then throw the tiny body out in the trash. And then just come back and go. We're talking rodents right here. Right to sleep, yeah, folks. Yeah, rats. What does Rat that say? infestation. What does that say about you that you just woke up and killed, and then just went right back to sleep? No, uh, no I remorse. Think it, I think it shows that my my house is on lockdown. <laughs> I would say so. I don't fuck around. Security, yeah. security is on point. That's another one of uh, Uncle Drew's roles around here, aka yeah. Vape Dad. We got kids, folks, in the building. That's right. The fuck out of here. Oh man, this guy is uh, representing for all the parents out there. We Sorry call him for Vape Dad. Sake, by the way, no, no, no. This is explicit. Fuck shit, ass, cock balls. Yes. Yeah. Um, maybe you can explain the the Vape Dad, the Vape Dad lifestyle. What does Vape Dad mean to you? Uh, vape dad means, um, I mean, you dress kind of like a yuppie, not yelling at my wife for something stupid just because I'm tired, um, or having the presence to really connect with my son in silly ways and, 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 you know, having the patience for it to be, um, I guess, uh, positive and deliberate in my interactions with them vape and, dad uh, makes you a better parent i mean it's not a it's not a silver bullet but uh but i mean i've always said that uh cannabis makes me a better person in general but i think especially at this point in my life um you know the the, the stakes are higher uh you know the 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 uh yeah the, the peaks and the and the pitfalls are are there all the time, but, um, yeah, uh, the vape is, is a discreet and, and a very measured tool to just, uh, in a, in a really small, but, uh, effective way, modulate my, uh, physiology and, and, and for the better. 
I like it. And, you know, you mentioned the, the discretion part of it. Yeah. I live in the suburbs, man. I can't, like, go in my yard and smoke a blunt. Like, <laughs> nor would I want to. Like, I, I don't want my child to ever see me smoking anything, you know, until he's 18. See, this is but, new uh, new age parenting. Um, I really I really like this because it brings up the question of quality of vape pens. Sure. And, you know, most of them that I think people encounter are through the, the gray market, shall mm-hmm. we say. Um, you know, sometimes... Or making even the, their own. With, uh... Or making their own. Shout out to Hemptations USA. <laughs> making them fresh right here in Winooski. Um, but no, I mean, talking about pens, talking about cartridges, you know, I was at a lecture earlier today and Smoke and Joe was talking about one of the difficulties without regulation is that it's hard to know what kind of cartridge you have. Yeah. I, if it's and a I, safe one, like is it a, what there, kind of strainer in it? There's a few articles about that recently. And, and I, I guess the, a lot of the people who are the most above board in the industry, um, you know, shot back a little bit and, uh, you know, said the, the, the dangers you're talking about are real, but you're not talking about us. We use, medical grade we use the same stuff that you have in your asthma inhaler well and, and you know what's really um, crazy is that people who worry about the kids right like all the kids are into vaping like nicotine and juice because that yeah went totally unregulated giant, uh, yeah like those, 80s cell phone uh size vapes. i forget who it was that called them like robot penises <laughs> <laughs> or um i've heard douche flutes as well huh. you know like i whatever man you know people want to use whatever to get through the day. I don't mind. But the fact is that a lot of these are all the worst things they try to pin on cannabis exist with these nicotine vape juice companies. Like you don't need cotton candy flavor, you know, and they're well, really a tough lot of to people regulate. would argue that same thing about cannabis. Well, it's different if you're a medical patient who's not familiar with something and that makes it easier. But not from the perspective of this, uh, you know, proposed, uh, child that's so easily influenced that, uh, Again, I'm not saying that these arguments that make sense. Worry about. Right. These are stupid arguments. Yeah. But I'm saying they exist. And it's just another example of kind of that that hypocrisy. And if you looked at what the real problems were, like teenagers aren't vaping more because, you know, of a vape dad, you know, and not yeah. be and not because that adults have these CO two oil extracts now or patients have them. They're doing it more because, you know, these companies are making nicotine juice flavored you know, they've been unregulated. You could sell them to kids under 18 and still can in a lot of states. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's something that's been regulated at kids. And you look at other places and what's gone on with cannabis, and they've had to crack down. And the industry has regulated itself to say, like, all right, we can do gummies, but they can't be in the shape of candy. Yeah. You know, like reasonable. That's a nice, that's a nice middle ground. It's a, it's a I, 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 I heard rumblings at the very beginning of the you know, gummy gate or whatever, like that, uh, the whole state was going to stop doing gummies altogether. And that was a, a tragic, uh, thought for me because I love gummy candy just in real life and, <laughs> right. you know, to be able to get like right. a really, uh, lovely, uh, well, and what else, you know, I experience feel like from delicious candy is, and it's uh, just, it's more holistic. Like you're using every part of the horse, right? You know, like if there's no gelatin supply in the world, then what are we going to do with these horse bones. So I think it's probably the greener way I have to go. an idea, but you're not going to want to hear <laughs> <For> it. <all. laughs> it's called the bone palace. It's a... 
Well, I'm glad we, uh, well, we, I mean, we started with rat bashing, so, you know, kind of, kind of coming full circle here, talking about disposing of animal carcasses. As we talk about on this podcast, among other things, you know, we were talking about pens and I was going to really subtly work in a nice sort of fake read for a a pen company. Okay. We could be talking about and saying, you know, Vape Dad prefers yeah, but I can't I can't use a uh, vape dad because that's already taken. Is that already a thing? Somebody's like trademarked vape oh, dad. Oh, that's where that's where. Uh, we I think saw vape it dad is a lifestyle. Vape dad is a movement. Vape dad is a lifestyle, and that's more where I'm approaching it uh, from. But you know, shout out to at vape dad on Twitter because you know he's the OG in the game. He uh, he uh, he put me on the game, showed me the path, and look at us now. Look at us now. I'm looking up vape. I'm looking up vape dad on Twitter right now. Okay, all right, pretty good. It looks like he's making vaping juice though. I don't know if he's really about this life, like like you are, Uncle Drew. Mm. But he did just get another follower on on Twitter out of it. So well, kudos to him. But nobody's gonna deny the fact that I am where the rubber hits the road on that <laughs> issue. I mean, you are you are the tip of the spear. I'm the proof and the pudding. <laughs> the tip of the spear. Not only am I the founder, <laughs> I'm but also I'm the client. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <coughs> I love it, man. Um, so Vape Dad, aka Uncle Drew, some of the other stories we wanted to talk about this week, just from a quick national, regional rundown, I was looking at stories about what's happening in Maine. Basically, the legislature wants to enact the referendum that they passed start selling over the counter, I think in July 2018, the governor, who is such a first-class dickhead, it's unbelievable. Governor Paul LePage is one of the worst in the country, if not the world. Um, Unless you're afraid that your daughter's going to bring home a guy named Jamal. Or I think I, and, you, I think uh, you said Shifty? Yeah, Shifty, shifty or... Something uh, like that. Yeah. yeah, so also add racist to his uh, long sure. list of, of attributes. Um, so he's trying to delay that a further year. We just talked last episode about our New England Leaf Peepin tour. Maine with another year without regulated sales would kind of be awesome. Yeah. In in a lot of ways. Like it's really wild. Yeah, I wouldn't say if, the Wild if West. The, if, that, if that remained the way it was for... A full calendar year. Another full calendar year. Yeah. I mean, it's already growing so fast. I mean, it's it's going to make the legislation redundant. Well, and I mean, in the meantime, like... Life finds a way. Life, <laughs> life finds a way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, think about our experience we talked about last week at 3 o'clock in the morning. You know, with uh, with the trap god and and his dog Fettuccini. Sure. You know, out there like he had five full time employees. Maybe by next year he'll have ten full time employees. Yeah, that kid is you know, living he'll, his he'll, best life. He'll have to start a front business and pay taxes, and you know that's uh, there are a lot of empires that have been built on smuggling and and the gray market. Uh, certainly, you know we got a picture of JFK downstairs, and we've talked about that. <laughs> In the, in the past. Yeah. Um, so who knows what's going to happen in in Maine. I mean, I think that the quote-unquote industry is doing pretty well without dispensaries and, and tax sales. So it's a pretty libertarian place. I don't know if people And hats off to their law enforcement, too, who just keeps it real. And 
when questioned by national media outlets, uh, happily say, listen, cannabis hasn't been a priority for our police force for a long time before this legislation happened. So, uh, yeah, we don't give a fuck. Thanks. <laughs> the way life should be. Right. Maine. They have better shit to do. Yes. Yeah, I know. I mean, unfortunately, it's pulling over every fucking shifty with an out-of-state plate probably. <laughs> You know, uh, knowing how law enforcement happens to work a lot of the time in the Northeast. Well. <clears throat> Again, um, so that was a big one. And then I saw a story about Michigan. Um, what was it? Was it Michigan? I want to get this right. The Northern Michigan University is going to offer medicinal plant chemistry. It's the first program to offer a four-year undergrad degree focusing on marijuana. Hmm. And this is coming from the Cannabis, uh, republished from Amber Ferguson with the Washington Post. You hear that? How you just attribute journalists who do original reporting? Sure. It's very simple to do, even with new media. <laughs> they put their names right here. So the uh, the Washington Post and Amber Ferguson ran this. At least we're seeing it now via the Cannabis from that. But medicinal plant chemistry, four-year undergrad degree. I predict applications for Northern Michigan University are going to increase dramatically. I, I think so too, but uh, keep in mind, kids listening at home, if you're into this idea and you live too far away from northern Michigan to go there... Everybody lives too look far at, away. Look into your local state school and just a regular plant chemistry degree, you'll know everything you'll need to step into this industry. This is a great point. If you are getting some formal education and you want to think about getting into this industry in the future. Farming is cool again, guys. Farming is cool. Get on board. Growing plants is cool. And there are a lot of other ways to get involved. I mean, we're talking on a podcast. Wouldn't it be great if we had an intern from UVM or Champlain or St. Mike's who was into digital new media and wanted to edit all this up for us? Certainly no one at that school or any other school in this area would be bold enough, brave enough, <laughs> passionate enough to take on such a task i just can't imagine someone with that kind of vision you know like an educator who really wanted to prepare their students for the future and set them up for success with free labor it's the american way it's there's nothing more american than unpaid underage <laughs> underage labor i think you know and uh it's a resume builder resume builder it's a resume builder it's for the experience and the exposure which, you know, is funny to say, but... If I you mean, want street cred in a market that's going to be worth $50 billion in the next decade, here we are. Yeah, here we are. Uh, Vermontawana at gmail.com. <laughs> Eli at HeddyVermont.com. Uh, you can hit us up on Instagram at HeddyVermont. Uncle Drew, we're working on getting him some uh, some social media. He got Venmo set up, so <laughs> you can definitely find Venmo, him on there. Send me some money at Uncle Drew 802 that's right. Send him some money at Eli underscore Harrington on Venmo. <laughs> wait, just wait, like, what? Just like he said. What? Yeah, I heard nasty rumors that, I, you know what, I'm not going to steal that bit from Barstool. They had a really funny bit about uh, starting a rumor that your Venmo was closed, so you have to refute that rumor and say that your Venmo is in fact open. But mm. then they actually raised a lot of money and donated and, and did a lot of cool stuff. Um, I don't know if our dozens and dozens of listeners are ready for that yet, but... They're here on the ground floor. So shout out to everybody who's listening to this, probably in the car, maybe at the gym. Maybe it's on the background while you're in the trim room. Some of them are taking a shit right now. I hope so. 
I love uh, listening to podcasts when I when I do anything. Like I'll, I'll <laughs> listen to a really long podcast for like three and a half hours sometimes, and you know things come up. But if you're in the middle of a thought, like headphones are coming with. This is very true. Can you imagine going to the bathroom without a phone in your hand in the year 2017? Yeah, that's what shampoo bottles used to be. <laughs> Do you ever read I any mean, shit? Or like, you'd have a basket full of magazines in your bathroom? Well, I was going to say, for us, it was like really, yeah, it was old, washed, really irrelevant magazines. Or, I mean, some of them were also really interesting. I got to give my parents a lot of credit. Like, I don't know if I really understood what Vanity Fair was all about at age nine or ten but <laughs> it's good to be exposed to that I, stuff, well and it was you know get some free tingles too out of it too sure, sure. um all right cool well vape dad i think we're we're gonna go ahead and i don't know if i'm gonna play this before or after the oh, we're, we're gonna go out on with... you hitting puberty and uh, <laughs> jerking off to vanity <laughs> no fans. no we were not how does that even work we were not was it the uh, that, but... political cartoons or did Vanity Fair have centerfolds in the 70s? Fashion, man. <laughs> you know? High yeah, fashion. absolutely. You know, so. Uh, all right, well, <laughs> we're not going to end on that. What's what's the huh. uh, what's what's the term for people who are turned on by intelligence? Oh, uh, sophilis or something. Oh, man, it's something it's something like that. There is a well, term. I was wondering if, but... if uh, there's someone who's uh, turned on by style. And if so, like maybe these are early signs of that. I would have to. I would have to say. I mean, developed a yeah. keen aesthetic early yeah. on. Your your lady's got to be on point. It seems. I. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know if we're, I don't know if we're gonna I don't know if we're gonna delve into that side of things with the uh, <laughs> with the podcast. It has it has been suggested before that a uh, a cannabis dating platform would be a good idea. What would be a fun name for I'm, one I'm, of those? Dude, I'm sure I'm a thousand percent sure that there's already one, and it's called like Weeder right. or something, and it's just like Tinder and Trim date. Bumble. <laughs> yeah, what would be a uh, what would be the ideal? I'm, Grinder's already taken, right? I, I think I don't I don't know if you want to go on there. Sesher, Sesher, oh. that's pretty good. Um, Greener. Toker, I think the one is called Toker. Actually, Toker. I'm pretty sure that's what the the real one is called. That, that I'm not going to Google this because we're recording on the same computer that I would <laughs> that I would that I would use. Yeah, uh, high production value, not the equipment. But, we'll, uh, we'll look into it and we'll we'll check in next week about. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. We'll check in. You know, maybe we should. You know, what we should do. I like this idea. This is how we there come up with new segment weed, ideas. Uh, dating sites. We're gonna re we're gonna re record this. I think what we should do is have a segment. Of what is your weed weed business idea of the week? Okay. High high hypothetical weed business of the week. Some of these can already exist. That's right in my wheelhouse. Uh. <laughs> I, I think that is right in your wheelhouse. All right, so stay tuned. That's what we'll go out on our Uncle Juice segment with. Stay tuned. Next week we're gonna debut our new segment, the high business idea, meaning like the. This will be good because it can lead into the cannabis pitch competition. We'll give oh. idea. We'll give examples of like shitty, corny business Does ideas. Does that mean I can be a judge on that? that? Played out. Uh, if you want to sponsor it, we would be happy to consider you, Uncle Joe. Um, although I do think we have some. Uh, we might have one table available. So if you're we'll out there see. listening to this and you I, do want to go, I might have a few entries into it. Free to apply, and you know what? Now that you mention it, just make a pot of coffee and like write up twenty of them. You can find this at hedyvermont.com/cannabispitch.
Mm-hmm. So believe it or not, everything's out there. We're actually going to give away a thousand dollars. And, and you don't need to be registered as a business to enter, isn't that correct? So I'm glad that you asked this. No, I think the way we have it worded is that you do not need to be. You do not need to be, right? So I think the way we have it worded is that if you are not already a business, you need to file a um, letter of intent within 14 days of okay. getting the cash. Perfect. Um, but the idea is we're giving you a grant to do something exactly like this. So sure. if you need to like... And if somebody wouldn't go through those final steps, if if it wasn't plausible to do it right away, but the, that money would make it available, then... Right, exactly. Like that's what prevents that's people cool from starting businesses. Yeah. You know, and that's why we said even if you have a business started, you know, but cash is tight, like a thousand bucks, you can put that towards your, your business rent. You know, or put that towards your gas or put that towards your meals. Like right. starting a business means that you have to spend time not making money. So we are trying to directly impact that. And I know know how that life is. Nope. Yep. Nope. That interview was brought to you by Hetty yep. Vermont. Check out HettyVermont.com. Hetty Vermont is your homegrown, grassroots, original, OG Resource for cannabis news and information. Yes, we got Vermont, but we also got the Northeast. We've got a cannabis directory and a new feature, the classified. So that's what? Not if you're looking to sell illegal products or buy them, but let's say you have some glass that you'd like to trade. Let's say that you have CBD flower that you grew this year with your hemp permit and you're looking for someone to partner with. Let's say you just moved into Vermont. You've got experience in the industry and you're trying to find people to partner with. Instead of sending me messages on Facebook through the Hetty Vermont page, you're always welcome to do that, post a classified on HettyVermont.com. We will share it. We'll put the network to work, and we will do what we do, and that's make connections between Vermonters and try to elevate the state. Check out HettyVermont.com, H-E-A-D-Y-V-E-R-M-O-N-T. That's HettyVermont.com. Stay tuned, y'all. we got a lot more exciting stuff in the works. All right, so there it is. That's it, and that's all. I hope you guys enjoyed this latest episode of the Vermontawana podcast. Make sure you go back and check out older episodes. Don't just listen to the last one, the interview with Shane Lynn from CBD. Don't just listen to the New England Leaf Peeping Tour. Go back and listen to, like, Deep Cut, soundcloud.com slash Vermontawana. You can find them on vermontawana.com. We've got some awesome old interviews, which I think we might try to reformat and mix back in, but things are getting bigger and better. I'm up here. It's uh, it's 1 o'clock in the morning. Shout out to Pardon My Take. I'm on their recording schedule. It's 1 o'clock in the morning. Got to get this podcast off. Though we got too much going on. We can't lose momentum. We can't lose anything. We got to keep pushing forward. So whatever you're doing out there, keep grinding, keep working, and above all else, elevate the state. So where's the gopher? Nope. Hide in a roller coaster? Yeah. Star Wars? Nope. Yoda? Yeah. Never leave the house without my strap? Nope. Shoot a motherfucker in his nap? Yeah. Never been a sucker or a pussy? Nope. Blowing cookie, never coughing like a rookie? Yeah. Everybody got choices. I choose to get money, I'm stuck to this bread.